listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. On a day where Tom Brady had a successful return to Foxborough, Cardinals made their claim as best team in the league, and the Raiders take on the Chargers tonight. What is the Vegas lead? Let's go with the biggest game of the season, Tampa Bay's win. Yeah, rookie Mac Jones and Bill Belichick gave Tom Brady and the, the defending champs all they could handle. But the Bucks hang on for a 1917 victory. The the Pats cover the Bucks win. What's your takeaway from this one, RJ? Well, let me ask you, where was your head at on kicking the field goal when they did? Uh, I didn't think that was the best decision, but I also am not – you've taught me – I'm not in the business of questioning Bill Belichick's decisions. Yeah, so in the, in the <laughs> post-game press conference, he said they didn't really even consider going for it. See the, that the, that's okay. surprising to me because it felt like maybe the, the the momentum of the game was taking them that way, and I think if they get that first if they get the first down there, I I mean I, I don't know what the the odds change is, but it seems like it's pretty significant if they if they're able to pick up those yards. But that again, that's a you're, you're second guessing the master at that point. Yeah. So Mackenzie, uh, what was the consensus in the analytics community? Different models had different answers. They were all pretty much that they should have gone for it on fourth down. Some said it was a 3% gap. Some said it was a 10% gap in win expectation. But almost all analytics that I saw were that they should have gone for it. Here's why I tend to agree with that. From a, But again, understanding Belichick, though he makes mistakes like any human, he has insight into his team that we could never dream of having. So, And, and that's the part especially a guy that's so aware of the analytics like Belichick, you got to figure if he's making a call, there's a reason for it. He may be wrong, but I'm going to bet on him before anyone else. Uh, the reason I didn't like it was you make that kick, and the difference between like a 51-yarder and a 56 is gigantic. Uh, it's funny, between like 35 or let's say 40 and 51, there's not much difference. And then at a certain point, and you can see if this would have been a 53-yarder, he makes it probably, right? Because it probably doesn't move to the left. Probably so. Yeah, so uh, it's there would have been too much time for Brady. Like, to me, you get the first down, at minimum, you can run that clock all the way. Brady's not getting the ball back. So even if you've got to, let's say, take a uh, – let's say you get a first, so it's a 54-yarder, and then you don't get any more yards. I'd much rather be kicking a 54-yarder with uh, Brady having no chance to get the ball back than a situation like this. That what? What would you say Brady's chance of going? You no, know, they would have been a field goal only needed for Tampa. What do you think Brady is in that spot with a minute left? 
I don't know that he's a favorite, but I mean, there's there's certainly a chance that it could have happened. I I think the, whoa, whoa, the whoa, Patriots whoa, whoa, did a good. Whoa, 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 whoa. We don't do that. There's a chance that he could have came back with a minute. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I, I think I think that there's a good chance. I think there's probably a 30 percent if they, if that's a fair number. Yeah, I, it, yeah, I agree. But it feels it feels like the Patriots did a really good job defensively against him, and maybe they felt like even if they did give it back, that they could you know they'd be able to hold him. But it strikes me that you're in a way you're trading the risk of going for it and not making it for the risk of Brady uh, coming back. And it feels like that you add those two things up and, you know, not to mention, obviously, the shorter field goal potentially. I, I don't know. It's interesting. But again, it's not the key point to the game. We are straight out of Vegas. How Brady did not play – up to his typical self, a lot of balls were sailing high. Um, do you think it was the weather? Do you think it was the pressure? Do you agree with me that Brady, though he won, did not play a, a great game? No, absolutely agree with that. And he came out the, on the first drive. He, he missed a, a target by about three feet over his head. I said, whoa. And I, I'm with you. I think there could have been some pressure. I think as the game went on, weather became a factor. But I, I think a lot of it was, man, this was it, it, for a regular season game that really had no playoff implications. This had to have been one of the biggest games of his life. Yeah. And it seems like Belichick, you know, going from what, what the announcers were saying, uh, was changing defensive scheme. It was like he had like five game plans. And kept rotating through. So he obviously has been – I mean, this isn't the team that got beat by the Saints handedly who, oh, by the way, uh, get beat by the Giants. You know, so yeah. it, uh, it, under that theory, you know, the old transitive property, um, it feels like what we saw from both these teams is they were looking ahead last week. It, it, it that has to be the case. I, I mean, I, I think that it's it was almost impossible for the the – Patriots not to because the Patriots this this is a huge game to them. I felt like last week maybe the Bucks could avoid that because it was just one player and they had a game with the Rams which you know that was a, a bigger game for playoff seeding and things like that. So I, I but I apparently I was uh, I was wrong. I think they both had look ahead and I, I think that uh that, that's that's playing a factor for I think it played a factor for the Rams this week. So it, it's really a, a league where you've got to be focused at all times and I think you're right that both these teams were were paying attention to next week a week ago. That's AJ Hoffman we are straight out of Vegas. Yeah, to me it's not like they're not thinking about the game. It's the difference between, you know, putting in the extra hour at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday kind of thing. And there's just something about the beauty of the NFL's parody-driven model where they try to have all the teams have, you know, generally a chance to win. And every year, pretty much, we have a first-place team that was last the prior year. And you just don't see that in most sports. And, yeah, go ahead. That that was Tom Brady's lowest uh, completion percentage in 25 games. He was at 51% last night. And then that's a good segue to Mac Jones. 19 straight completions, running the hurry up. Seems like he was getting better as the game went on. You know, moving... yeah, he really impressed me last night. And, and 31 of 40, he finishes 275 yards. He did have the pick, but he had a couple touchdowns. I think that you talked about Belichick maybe unleashing him. And he, it's not like he was, you know, rocketing it down the field. But I think that tempo was something that they were kind of holding back and something they used very effectively this week. And it felt like that with the weather, 
I mean, really, if you're in a cold weather city, you want a strong arm quarterback, right? Josh Allen fits Buffalo. And oh, by the way, what a, what a disaster from Houston. <laughs> Jeez. That was, you know, I got to take some heat. And in a weird way, a loss like that doesn't feel as bad. Like, you know, it was so wrong. Uh, you know, I did like the dog there. We're straight out of Vegas. 3 and 1 in the Super Contest. And we got uh, tonight a pick. We'll give it to you about 6.45. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right. So, Mac Jones, it felt like with the weather that there were a few of those outer hash throws were wobbling. And, and maybe that, you know, maybe he's a, a dome quarterback. You know, I think in a dome, his arm's probably fine. You know, but remember, Brady's arm got better. Uh, I mean, between year the first Super Bowl and with Randy Moss, his arm strength was a whole different thing. So, in theory, if Mac Jones works hard, you know, he could strengthen that thing a little bit. It feels like right now it's a little limiting. What do you think? Yeah, I, I do think that there's some physical limitations that he had. But people said the same thing about Tom Brady, and Bill Belichick found a way to best utilize him. I, and I don't know, I don't know that we've seen, you know, Mac Jones's arm fully unleashed. I think that a lot of it is game plan. I don't think he's going to get a stronger arm between now and you know the end of his career. But I do well, think. Well, that, hold on a second. Brady certainly did. Okay, yeah, that's true. I, I, I mean, guess it is possible. It, it just seems like usually I feel like arm strength, arm talent is kind of what you – it is what it is usually. Yeah, I, I think within a range, but I think he's so close to it not being an issue. I mean, how did his – I test, how was Mac Jones's arm strength versus, let's say, Drew Brees? Uh, like his arm strength this let's season during, or in college yeah, or – Let's say Drew Brees uh, in his prime, Super Bowl year. I, I think they're probably they're probably close. Well, Brady just passed Breeze, so I think we're feeling pretty good then. I, I think you're probably all right. <laughs> he, he did play in a dome. That's true. Yeah, so good. No, I, I think that it was a, a, a promising performance for Mac Jones. For a guy that last week there was some questions like, oh, maybe we were a little early to say this guy looks good, and he looked bad last week. This was a good showing against what we consider to be a good defense. Even money bet, do the Patriots make the playoffs? No. Where do you have them as an average team, an above-average team? I, I think they're right about average. I, I think they are. And, and honestly, I think, if anything, last night sort of soured me on the Bucks a little bit, uh, more than impressed me with the Patriots. I, I, I just feel like the entire league, is, is there's so much parity right now. It feels like there's no one who's willing to run away and hide this year, which I think is interesting. It makes, it makes the, the whole league more interesting if you're not a fan of just one team. Well, right now, though, you're soured, but the betting market's not. Tampa Bay Bucks, the favorite, at plus 600, that's 6-1 to one, to win the Super Bowl. So you don't like the Bucks at 6-1. to one. No, I don't like the Bucks at 6-1. to one. What do you like? I, I, Anything that, I, Mac Jones, except he's got a weak arm. Brady, <laughs> except he's old. Too many commercials. Like, who's your, who are you the biggest fan of unequivocally with no hedging? That was involved in Sunday Night Football. Al oh, involved in, in Sunday Night Football? Yeah. Uh, Bill Belichick, that's the way to go. Really? Yeah, I mean. I, I always thought you were skeptical about You don't like no. anyone that gets too much acclaim. 
No, I, I mean, I think he's he's unquestionably great. I just and I think the Bucks are still very good. I, I think we kind of swept the Dallas thing under the rug and we're like, ah, no big deal. And then we saw the Rams put up a bunch of points on. I was like, oh, maybe their defense just isn't as great as I thought. And then last night, the fact that they let this Patriots team that that you know I kind of thought wouldn't be able to keep up with them, they let them hang around and really lose by a, a field goal. The, the Bucks could be zero and four theoretically. Yeah, but here's the thing: there's certain if you really think about it, and this is a very powerful point, is if you think about it, you got a ball that's not round that bounces funny. Turnovers have a huge effect on games. Okay, we know that. Number two, third down conversions in the red zone have such a big effect on games. I mean, imagine two more touchdowns from Tampa instead of field goals. You know, this isn't a game. And that could eat. I mean, the league average would have been that, right? What was it four scores they had with um, three field goals? Or was it four field goals? I think out of five. I, I think it uh, take a look at that, was... McKenzie. But either way, it was, and we'll get that in a second, but it was the least. Uh, or almost the least amount they could have scored, and they missed a field goal. Yep. So uh, you yep, got four for McKenzie? five on field goals, and they had the one touchdown. Say it again. Four for five on field goals with one touchdown. So five scores, six scoring chances, one touchdown. Yeah. So couple, you know, so right there, red zone scoring can throw a whole game, and it. It's impossible, and this is the powerful point, it's impossible to know how good any of these teams are. I mean, you have an idea that the Jets, you know, they won, but you have an idea that the Jets are bad relatively and that Kansas City's good, no doubt. But the range of outcomes of a Kansas City, let's say, uh, 17 games, they could have won 15-2 and two this year. They still could, I guess. And they could go ten and seven. Yeah, you know, there's a five game range. Ten and seven sneaks in the playoffs probably. Other one is just the Super Bowl favorite, fifteen and two, seventeen game season. So it's like there's turnovers, there's red zone, there's missed field goals. I mean, think how many games were decided by one field goal. This game, the entire conversation is different if it's a foot to or two foot to the right. Oh, certainly. So it's the biggest biggest win in Mac Jones' career. Suddenly he's the future and you know, everybody's going on. Patriots oh, favor to make the playoffs? Maybe so. Yeah, so in general, that's why betting dogs is the right thing. Now, sometimes you get a game like Minnesota and it feels like, hey, this team's almost equally as good. I don't know. But and you're gonna feel foolish sometimes, like if you bet Houston. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I, you know, but you got to be willing to be foolish. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We got the Monday Night Football, and right now the line in the game is Chargers at home. Favored by three over the Raiders. And this was a three and a half early in the week. And we, in the contest, so this is the Super Contest Gold. And you can always get those picks every Sunday morning uh, on my Twitter feed, at RJ in Vegas. We got a three and one going this week. And uh, we've got, at plus three and a half, 
the Raiders tonight. I like the Raiders a good bit tonight. AJ, how you feeling about it? I like the Raiders at three and a half, and I would lean the Chargers at three. Oh, my gosh. Now, let's think about this a second. So, that's going to sound crazy to people, and I think it's probably crazy. So, <laughs> so you really don't like the Raiders at three and a half. I don't half. love the Raiders at three and no, a half, no. you don't like it at three and a half. No, I, I don't like it at three and a half. All right, so make your case. Uh, I think that the – like this – this line saying that the Chargers are like a point, point and a half better. I, I, I well, think that it's second. greater hold, hold than that. Hold on a second. I don't, you, I, the key numbers in the NFL are vital, right? So you can go from seven and a half to nine and a half. It doesn't mean very much. But if you go from two and a half to three, it means a lot. So, yeah, you could say, I mean, the home field advantage right now is that for, for the Chargers is probably like a, might be zero in this game because don't forget. Uh, Raiders fans in Los Angeles, yeah. And I've heard estimates of like 70% Raiders fans, if not 80%. What would you expect crowd noise fan you know, support tonight? Uh, I expect it to be very pro-Raider. No, obviously. But, I mean, like, is it going to be like almost all Raiders? You think I don't think it'll be all, but I think, I think there's going to – it'll be a majority Raiders, and which is weird for a, a, a Chargers home game, but I, I do think it will be. I think it'll, it may be similar to what it was for the Dallas game. Yeah, see, but I, I know Dallas travels better, but think about this. you got a ton of Raiders fans that, 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 or some that might go into L.A. for it from Vegas. you got – if you're an, let's say you're an Oakland fan, and for some reason you don't want to go to Vegas because hey they took your team, well this would be the trip. Not to mention the the many many years the Raiders were in LA and you, they're still that you know I would make the case. I mean we're gonna see right the Raiders are more popular in LA than the Chargers. Yes. So I think it's a perfect storm. I, I can't think of another scenario where the road team should have more. I mean, Dallas just being a popular team doesn't cut the mustard there. I mean, like, I know Dallas in Arizona used to be a big deal because Dallas ha- had a huge fan base in Arizona before Arizona had a team. So when Dallas would go to the Cardinals games, there would be more Dallas fans than Cardinal fans. I don't know if that's the case anymore, but I know it was at one point. And plus, you got to, I mean, Dallas is again such a popular team, and so a lot of people retire in Arizona. So, you know, I mean, you could make the case most Florida teams don't have a ton. I mean, if you think about it, let's think about it. Dolphins, well, there's more Yankee fans than Tampa Bay Rays fans at their games. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think one thing you got to do is, is at most you can give the Chargers a point or so for home field advantage. And I think that's probably too much. So now we're saying the difference between three and a half and let, let's say two and a half points and, and going through three, not only from two and a half to three, but the three and a half. So it's saying that, I mean, it's saying the Chargers are, are significantly better. And I just don't see it. I think they have the potential to be better. And I think in the years to come, they're going to be better. But Herbert's fine. But, I mean, he's not all world at this point. And that O-line still hasn't really congealed. I mean, they got beat at home against by the Cowboys, who looked pretty good. But, yeah. I mean, remember now, that Washington win uh, from uh, the Chargers. Week one, yeah, not, yeah, not aging well. I mean, it's still good they won, but, boy, that's not super impressive at this point. Agreed. 
Right. So, so and even even the Chiefs win isn't like, oh, they beat the Chiefs. I mean, the, the Chiefs, let's face it, the Chiefs look like they're a beatable team. It's not like it's crazy that anybody's going to beat the Chiefs. So uh, take 30 seconds and try to make the case where you think the Chargers are the side here. I just I'm not as impressed with the Raiders as everyone, which is funny because at the beginning of the season, you and Fez and I would talk about it. And I was higher on the Raiders than you guys were. And now as the season's gone on, I think is maybe because the three and oh, and everyone's really excited about them. But wins against, you know, the win against the Ravens was great. But then the Steelers win, the Dolphins win. So you talk about wins that aren't aging well. I'm just not sure if the Raiders are as good as everyone seems to think they are sitting at All right, we're down to the final seconds. We are going to have a recap, a full recap tomorrow in the show.